It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. It's another edition of Prep Rally, and I'm Chip Souza, joined by Rick Fires today. We, Rick, we holding it down today on this little cloudy Wednesday. The gruesome twosome against uh, Lovely Lee. We're double teaming Lovely Lee. Du- du- we're going to double team Lee Larkin here with the, the Greenland football coach. We're going to yep. run. We're going to run the uh, double team. Ricky's going to stack, hold him up high, and I'm going to come in low and take his legs out. We're going to run right through that four hole. Nah, Lee Larkin, man, he's tough. He's from back over in East Arkansas. He'll run right through us. I'm sure. <laughs> coach Larkin, how you doing today? Doing good until y'all told me about that double team. It started getting a little bit worried. <laughs> Coach, you guys are headed to the – now, get, I want to make sure I get this right, Lee. Is, are, we, are we going to the second round of the playoffs? Is it the third round? How, how, how are we doing the 3A? What are we calling this week? Well, I guess it's the second round. You'll have the first play in uh, – the first week was the play-in week, and then last week was the first round, so – uh, usually the third round is Thanksgiving, but this year it's second round. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, Lee, I got to let you, you know, I know you as a sophisticated world traveler. I used to see you all over the place when I covered Arkansas baseball. I'm going to give you a tip, let you know, they don't have any fancy uh, French restaurants down there. You're going to have to go through the drive-thru like the rest of us. I'll no, 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 I got to take Rick. What's that? The, the Vineyard Cafe or something like that in, in Paris is a very, very good place to eat. I'm going to tell you that. It still have French cuisine with the white <laughs> table and the guy with the little <laughs> napkin on that, that uh, Lee Larkin's used to. There you go. Yeah, I ain't used to that. You bet on that. <laughs> I got a feeling Greenland's going to stop at George's in Fort Smith and get them a good hamburger, then go down to Paris. That's what I would That's do. That's what we'd do, yeah. That's what we do. Right. Well, Greenland's going to eat here at home before we go. That's oh, what we're going to do. Okay. We have pregame meal every week before we leave. That's awesome. Coach, uh, what time will you guys leave out on Friday? Probably about 3.45. Okay. Okay, not bad. Not hey, bad. Lee, you guys are – man, you guys kind of uh, uh, under the radar a little bit. You've won seven in – you guys lost at Charleston, I think. And then you won seven in a row, and you guys are playing some uh, really good football. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the change for you guys. Well, I mean, I think we were pretty good when we lost a couple already. I mean, we lost a good Elkins team yeah. early on. And, and going into the fourth quarter, I think we were ahead. And then uh, same thing with Charleston. I think it was an 18-20 to 20 game starting the fourth quarter, and we turned it over three times and ended up getting beat. Ooh. But, uh, we, I mean, we have a good football team, and, and uh, we felt all year that the biggest thing, you know, a lot of teams quit getting better after second, third week. We've gotten better every week, and we got better during our open week a couple weeks ago. And, I think we've gotten better this week, so I think our best football is ahead of us. Now, Lee, I'm not going to date you any, but I'm going to say that that uh, you've 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 been around a couple of years anyway. How yeah, is it's 31? 31. How how is is are is your team different now from when you first became a head football coach? What what are you doing different now as far as you know offensively and, and that kind of thing? And how have you kind of changed with the times? Well, I think offensively we do a lot more things, and you know, every now and then I get back and look at some of my Desert tapes and say, "Hey, I, we need to run that." But it's it's evolved quite a bit. I mean, it, it evolves yearly I mean, because the defense have evolved with with huddle. There are no secrets anymore. So, I mean, you know, if somebody wants to watch all ten of your games, they can figure out how to get them. So you have to be prepared for several different things. Uh, you know, the biggest thing I think is the difference is, you know, <laughs> this year we're playing with 24, 25 kids. Or a lot of years we'd have 35 and 40, and you know that some of that's COVID related. Uh, some of it's just you know people don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Well, well, coach, whatever 25 you have out there, apparently they're, they're the right 25 because you you guys are definitely on the road going into Friday's game at Paris. 
second second round playoff game. Uh, you know, you know, Rick mentioned you guys a little bit, but but Paris is a is a program that's kind of come from out of nowhere. They're having their best season, I think. Rick since not mid nineteen fifties. I think nineteen fifty. They started eight no for the first time since nineteen fifties. I think they may they lost one game. I guess and oh, they played them pretty well too. Barely lost that game. I guess yeah, to Boonville. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I know you've seen them on tape. You uh, uh, what do they look like. No, they're they're similar to what they were last year. I mean, the same, it's basically the same kids. With a, I think they had a kid move in from Ozark. It's a pretty good running back. But uh, we'd played them the last couple of years, and uh, we knew they had a, had a good quarterback and had a lot of good people coming back. Uh, their linemen are big and strong, and and they got a good team, got some speed. I mean, I I, I knew they were going to have a good year this year. Now, Lee, I know when you guys line up offensively, you got to feel pretty confident in having one of the best running backs in the state, regardless of classification, in Jet Dennis back there to uh, kind of tote the mail for you guys. I think Jet would start wherever he went pretty much in, in Arkansas. I mean, he's, uh, he's rushed for almost 2,100 yards in, in 11 games, and uh, uh, he's as good as they come. He just uh, comes to work every day, works hard, and, and when you put the ball in his hand, he runs angry. You know, it took me a while to figure out why he was so good. Because every now and then he might kind of get a little pushing match after a play. It's, he runs angry. He don't want to be tackled. <laughs> that's how Adrian Peterson. That's what they said yeah. about him too. He, you know, he was ticked off when he handed when when they handed him the ball. And he was ticked off when the play ended. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what he does. I mean, he's a really quiet kid. Never says a word. But every now and then the referee's like, "Coach, you tell five to be quiet." I'm thinking he never says a word. He just <laughs> runs angry and he, and he he has good speed and he's he's extremely strong. Hey, Coach, um, um, you mentioned uh, Dennis, one of the best running backs in Arkansas. Gabe Wilson, man, at linebacker wow. and uh, your quarterback. Who's some other? Let's give some props to the, the trenchmen, the horses down there that makes this team go. Uh, well, I mean, we've got some good linemen, and, and that's that's been part of it. You know, uh, everybody hears about uh, J.J. Hollingsworth because he's committed to Arkansas, and right. he's, he's done good, and he's, got, he's kept getting better. Uh, right beside him, though, uh, Donovan Arellano, is six four two ninety, so he's a little bigger than JJ actually, and uh, he he's done a good job. Our, our we have a sophomore center Matthew Gold, who who's done a good job. I yell at him about every night because uh, there's always a reason to yell at the center. Sure. And then our right guard is is probably our, our hardest worker, uh, Josh Ruth. He's played there for two years, and then we have another sophomore at right tackle. So we, you know, out of our five linemen, we've got uh, four coming back next year. Coach, I'm looking back at the I'm looking at the stats um, on Max Preps for Gabe Wilson, and I'm just going to throw these out there. Um, he's passed for 1,503 yards and 14 touchdowns. He's also rushed for uh, 624 yards and another 10 touchdowns. That dual threat, coach, that that's you know just something that more and more you know schools, if you can find that dual threat quarterback that can hurt you um, with his legs or his arm, you know that's that's to kind of puts you a little bit of the head of the game, right, coach? Right, and, and the thing with, with with Gabe, he's six two, two hundred and ten pounds. He he power cleans three hundred, benches three fifteen. So he's a, he's a stinking load, and he he's got a good arm. I mean, people are missing out on college, small colleges in Arkansas have lost their mind because this kid can play, and and I don't understand. The Hendricks is offering him, but some of the other ones, uh, you know, they hadn't said a word to us, and and I don't understand. You know, and, and you might want to say the last four or five games we've started him on defense and. You know, he had a pick six the other night. He kind of he and our defense has gotten better with him there because he's kind of the quarterback on defense. Well, coach, looking down at Paris, you know, again, like I said, we, this is a team that's not, uh, you know, gotten a lot of of of, uh, of attention um, in years past because they, you know, they've been um, 
well, let's face it, they had been, been, been that good. They were like 0-10 uh, a few years ago. Exactly. Um, you know, to see these programs in the River Valley, especially in the 3A, you know, all, all the attention for years and years has been on Charleston and Boonville, and, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, those are championship, you know, level teams that have that've gone to, to uh, War Memorial and brought back the hardware. But what does it say, Coach, for the rest of 3A, how, how it looks to me like – a lot of teams in three have have really risen up. You got Cedarville, which is you know has improved a lot. Um, you know, you guys are in that mix, and you know the level of play I think in three three A has really improved like the last two, three, four years. Oh, it is, and our our conference uh, since we've been in there, like Boomer was in our conference last year, was just stinking loaded. And and you get out of the conference, you felt you were going to do well. You know, Paris was in our conference last year, and they right. split up and went over there with Boonville. And in our conference, I still believe, you know, we had us, Cedarville, Lincoln, Charleston. I, I feel like it was one of the better conferences in the state. Uh, the brand of football played is well coached, and, and you had to show up every Friday night. Um, so, you know, I, and I, I think that's the same way with them. And it's just uh, when one team gets good, you know, the other one say, hey, we need to play catch up a little bit. And I think that's kind of what's happened. Exactly, and, and you mentioned uh, Lee, and you hit it right on on the head. The better the the better the conference is, the tougher the conference is, the better the teams that get out of the conference in the playoffs are going to do in the playoffs because that those games prepare you for that. Exactly, you know we, we you know I was really concerned about last week, and because they, they they did some good stuff, had some good teams, had a really good quarterback, but our our conference had prepared us to play a good physical brand of football, and 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 we're ready to go. Good deal. Hey, Lee, man, our 7A schools got waxed. I mean, the, the 7A <laughs> Central just beat them up. And, man, you're representing all Northwest Arkansas, you and, uh, I, I guess, Prairie Grove and some others. So yeah. uh, how about that added pressure? Go Northwest well, Arkansas. Good. You want that's it, good. right? You bet. We want it. I mean, we're, we're, we're happy. I told my team, I said, guys, I got to hurry up and practice. I, I can talk to my media people. <laughs> <laughs> got, the, got the media horde. Got the, got the uh, coach, I want to know, exactly. though, are, when, are you, when you have your podium up there and you're addressing the media, do you, do you have a, a Coke, a, a bottle of Coke up there? Like, uh, like <laughs> I'm Saban? a Dot Mountain Dew guy. I'm a Dot Mountain Dew guy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Good deal. Well, listen, coach, I know you got some, uh, some, some prep work to do for Paris to get out on the field over there today and get ready for that. We appreciate you jumping on with us and, uh, Let's go. Go get them Friday night. Good luck. That's great. I hear Rick's coming this week. That's her. He'll be there. I'll Locked be there. I'll be following All that right. big yellow dog. <laughs> Come good, on. Good deal. That was Lee Larkin, the head football coach at Greenland. Rick, they're going down to Paris Friday night. Going to play a second-round playoff game. Should be a good game. Two really good teams, from both from our area. Love to see those area matchups as we get farther into the playoffs and, and – uh, like I said, Rick, I think 3A football has really, really improved from bottom to top. Now, we lost a couple of good teams. Lamar moved up from th- four, to 4A from 3A. Mm-hmm. They've been a good team. We moved up. But then you had Lincoln that came from 4A down to 3A. They're still playing still this playing. week. Yep. So so that's good. Elkins also uh, just recently, been a couple of years, they made that move from, from 3A up to 4A. But just from top to bottom, Rick, I think we've seen really in 3A, I think – that classification in Northwest Arkansas has really improved a lot. I've always said that. I enjoy, you know, I love going to the big stadiums and everything, but uh, to me, that's what Arkansas football is about. Even in basketball, these little small towns where everybody comes out, and, and, and I'm looking forward to making, wandering my way down to Paris, wherever it's at. It's down there somewhere. Just get on Highway 22 and don't get off of it. Okay, that's where I'm headed to. So now uh, – I love this time of year, and especially these small schools, because these these are where true championships determined. Not at seven seven a where there's like 
eight, 12 schools or something. Exactly. So we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're staying in Class 3A, and we're going to talk Good. to Ricky May, the head football coach at Charleston. He'll be joining us when we come back. This is Prep Rally, the podcast. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Prep Rally Podcast with Chip Souza. And we are back. This is Prep Rally, the podcast. I'm Chip Souza, and I'm joined by Rick Fires today. And, Rick, we have a better Rick than you, which that bar is not that high. Okay, that would, you know, the bar is pretty low. But we got Ricky May with us now, the football coach at Charleston, who's won a few more games than you have, Rick Fires. Well, geez, they're 92 <laughs> on a year, and I coached a women's softball uh, team one time, a factory team. I think I got fired after about the third game. So, <laughs> no, no, no. I, he's exactly right. Coach, if, coach, if you know Rick Fires, that is not a surprising statement that he made there at all, at all. Listen, Coach May, we, uh, we're, we're talking some high school football and playoffs. You guys are in round two this week, and uh, you guys will be at home on Friday night against Osceola. No. Is that right? Is that not right? Glen Rose. Glen Rose. Glen Rose. Who's playing yeah. Osceola? I got that mixed Boonville. up somewhere. Boon, Boonville. That's right. Boonville. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Easy. Uh, oh. Uh, Sorry about that, Ricky. Didn't hang oh, up, my God. That's all good. Did, did you hang up? Did he did, hang did, up? I did. Uh-oh. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys get Glen. The Beavers. Beavers yes. coming yes, in. Sir. There you go. Got the yes, Beavers sir. coming in. So, uh, Coach, I was looking at your roster. Is there like a uh, – you have to have four uh, ketters on your team at all times. What, what's the rule down there, Charleston, about that? <laughs> well, I don't know. We got three on there, and I sure am glad they're on there. Man. Uh, they, they, those three have been, been big time for us this year. Man. Well, we everybody knew about Brecken. You know, he's, he was a senior – uh, yes, sir. You know, good good football player, good basketball player. Uh, you know, I'm, I guess he probably runs – who knows? I guess he does everything down at Charleston, <laughs> which is what you can do. But now he's got these little twin brothers um, that are sophomores and coming up. And, and uh, boy, they have been a really nice addition to your team. Yes, they have. They've been uh, big in the return game. Uh, they've been big at receiver for us on offense. And uh, just, you know, both of them have played spot uh, on defense as well. And uh, they just keep getting better every week. Now, it's Brevin and – Brevin and Brighton. Brighton. Okay, they're the twins. Yes, they're the twins. Yes, they're sir. sophomores. And then Brecken yes, is sir. the senior. And, yes, sir. And, uh, boy, you guys, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, you know, Ricky, you guys, you know, when Hooten's football came out and you guys were not picked to win the conference – I know. I've listen. I was. I worked in Fort Smith for about five years. Charleston doesn't take that kindly. Charleston don't like that not being not being favored to win something. And you guys, I'm not saying you took it personal, but I'm saying you took it personal. Well, uh, we did kind of take that personal. Uh, you know, our kids are expected to win uh, when they enter when they exit the womb. They're expected to win. Yes, and, sir. And uh, we we uh, didn't didn't get that done last year, uh, partly due because of injuries and. So coming into the year, that was the main focus was to get back what we lost, and uh, the kids excelled and and did that. Good deal. Hey, I watched a lot of basketball last year, and I saw, see the Brandon Scott. Uh, he had a th- winning three pointer against Elkins. He's all over the court, and you take this basketball player and you turn him to a pretty good quarterback. Talk about his progression. Well, I'm telling you, I didn't do anything. <laughs> That's God given a lot of that. Uh, yeah. He uh, he's a phenomenal kid, uh, winner, works hard at anything he does, and uh, you know we coming into the year, um, he was a little bit behind our other guy just because of the sophomore thing, and 
you know, and the speed of the game changing a little bit. Uh, but usually by about week four, Brandon, Brandon was right along with the speed of the game. And so, uh, and just, man, he's just gotten better every week. Uh, been really, really protecting the ball lately and uh, doing a good job leading us. I tell you what, Coach, something I was really impressed with, too, was I was you know looking at your stats and everything. And, and Coach, you're you getting a lot of production out of your younger guys. Yes, sir. Uh, we do. And, uh, you know, our younger, our, our older guys have done a, a really good job leading them. Uh, done a really good job, you know, um, letting them step into those roles, uh, you know, so the success for our team could get better. And so, you know, it's it's really been a, a big, big help for us to have those senior leaders like that. Well, I was looking at the stats, Coach, you know, uh, Brandon Scott, Scott who, who Rick mentioned at quarterback, he's passed for about 1,500 yards, which at Charleston, that's a high number. I mean, it's not tie yes, story. Sir. It's not tie story no. numbers, but it's a high number. But the impressive thing about him is that not only has he done this with his arm, but he's also rushed for seven hundred yards. So he's, you know, like we just got off the phone with Lee Larkin at Green at Greenland, who has a good dual threat quarterback over there, and Gabe Wilson. You have the same thing, and Scott, who's able to keep plays alive and to hurt, you know, hurt teams with his legs and with his arm. Now. Rick, you got to tell me that is different for an old Boonville boy like you to to be able to throw past them <laughs> off for fifteen hundred. Normally, Boonville and you guys, or Boonville wouldn't have fifteen hundred yards in five years combined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, Matt Stewart's our offense coordinator, and he's done a really good job. Uh, you know, using uh, more read game than we used last year, as far as you know, uh, making run reads as well as pass reads. And Brandon's really excelled by doing that. I want to say we had like. Uh, 1,500 yards rushing and 1,500 yards passing, and so, you know, uh, it's been a really good balance, and um, it's been, it's been. Uh, I just figured it was easy for me to adapt, and it would be for them. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, when you say Matt Stewart, that rings a bell. Was he a former quarterback down at Charleston? Yes, sir. He, yes, was. he was. What year yeah. was that? Because they've. Kind uh, of... I want to say it was 05, maybe. Uh, uh, I know he... he was on the 05 okay. state championship. Exactly. He was before. High story. He was. Okay. He was yes, he's sir. a good yes, one. Sir. Yes, sir. He was. Hey, let's talk about your uh, competition, Glen Rose. I know it's down there near Hot Springs. Um, I did a little research, and um, they can't figure out where the town was. I said, "This got to be named after a person." Who is Glen Rose? <laughs> and there was a Glen Rose that coached basketball in the nineteen twenties at Arkansas, and some the inhabitants said it was named after him. But regardless, gotcha. Tell us a little bit about that team. I see a lot of teams, but I haven't seen Glen Rose. Well, uh, they do a great job. Coach Keener and his staff down there do a great job. Uh, you know, uh, Glen Rose is a powerhouse every year. Yep. Uh, got in a phenomenal program. And I uh, can't say enough about that. Uh, you know, the tradition down there is really, really good. Um, they've got a got a, a really good quarterback, and, and they've got like a stable of running backs. They have three running backs that they use. And they're all three pretty good. Uh, got two good good wideouts that are taller. And uh, man, it, they're tough. I'm telling you, they're tough. We're gonna have to play well to beat them. Um, they uh, defensively just run to the football uh, like crazy. And and you know, I I feel like as far as an overall team with the team speed and and the way that they play offense, defense, and special teams, it'll be a big challenge for us. And Ricky, you were a Boonville guy. You know, graduate grew up there. Graduated from Boonville. Now over at Charleston, two communities that, uh, whatever their kids are doing, that whole town embraces. You know mm -hmm. that school. What's it like? 
you know, being the head football coach in a town like that, that where so much focus is is uh, is placed on the kids and wanting to, and get wanting to make sure they get uh, give the best to the kids. Well, it it makes your uh, job a lot easier as far as you know the kids being here on time and the kids being there for practice and you know because a lot of the dads they're old tigers and so man they, you know they're on top of them to make sure all that goes well mm-hmm. but it, you just you can't say enough about the community of Charleston and and uh, the fact that it bleeds black and gold yes, and sir. there there is there is not a thing going on uh, on a Friday night when the football game's going on even if even you know, with the COVID thing and, and all that, I know we've, we've had to sneak a few in probably uh, because, of that, you know, of that. Right, but right. Uh, I'm telling you, on Thursday night, there will be at least four cars on the far end of our field that will be reserving spots. <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's exciting to see that. The kids see that, you know, uh, and, and it excites them. So, well, it's, it's a, awesome. Ricky, I grew up as a black and gold tiger, so I'm a little partial to the black and gold tigers. And, <laughs> gotcha. you know, our, gotcha. our, when we're, we were in elementary school, we were given T-shirts that said, just can't hide that tiger pride. And, and there you, you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, uh, you grow up with it. Hey, Ricky, yeah. um, um, I've, I've covered a lot of sports across the state. Fordyce in southeast Arkansas, man, home of the Red Bugs. I always thought that had the best small-town atmosphere, but you guys are right up there. Now let's talk about – you know, senior leadership, and you talk about your little sophomore, uh, Brandon, and the seniors have kind of drug them along and, and, and helped them out and everything. Let's give some props. To, uh, how many seniors got on this team? And, uh, got nine. Uh, nine. Let's talk about them a little bit at Alumni well, Field tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, Dal- Dalton Curtis uh, started off the year at our quarterback, okay. and uh, yep. he, he had started at uh, wide receiver and D-back for us last year returned punts for us and was just really valuable. And we really didn't want to play him at quarterback because he was so valuable from other spots. But coming out of the summer, we, you know, we felt like he was probably the, the best bet. Uh, he got uh, quarantined. Uh, he sat next to a kid in class. Yep. So he ended up missing two uh, – well, missing one game. He See, got Coach, to come back to the next one. If you were like me and skip class, that wouldn't be a problem. I'm not advocating <laughs> that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And, uh, uh, but uh, he uh, he came back with a great attitude, and he's been, been leading us uh, ever since. Uh, Caleb Hamby, uh, you know, he him and Garrett Rudd are probably two of the most undersung uh, returners we had last year in the secondary and – at receiver and they've they've just kind of when we've needed them at receiver they've played and made big catches and and in the secondary they're priceless man we we've uh, not be where we are if it wasn't for them uh, and then we got a guy named Nathan Zimmer who who um, you know he's probably undersized a little bit for where he plays but he plays a hundred miles an hour uh, not a better leader in the weight room gosh he he uh, really excels in there and does a great job and then. We've got a kid named Cole Cravey that plays left tackle for us. He's the only senior we have on the offensive line. And uh, he uh, uh, just, you know, he shows up every day and works hard and, and uh, gives you what he's got. Coach, I tell you what, Dalton Curtis, you had mentioned him right off the bat. And listen, this is a kid who could have taken a, a, a real attitude um, yes. about, about being replaced. But I'm looking <laughs> at his stats, and I remember, and Coach, you'll have to rem- remind me which game it was. He had a pick six interception in a game that turned out to be a huge, 
huge play um, early in the season in a, in a close game. I remember that. But looking at his numbers um, at receiver, uh, so he made that move over. He's got 25 catches for a little over 400 yards and six touchdowns. So him, you know, th- those are the kind of, you know, those, those kind of selfless uh, things that, that kids do that, that ultimately, you know, make, make good stories on championship-level teams. And, and this is a kid that certainly would fit that bill. Yes, sir. He's done excellent with it, man. He, you know, he could have been sour, but he's helped Brandon. And actually, he's become Brandon's number one target. You know, Brandon, Brandon will look for him uh, a lot before he looks for anybody else because he knows he's going to catch it. You know, uh, like I said before, uh, you know, Dalton kind of in the secondary helps get us lined up and uh, get us to where we need to be. Uh, that, that you know, can't go – I mean, you can't do it without that. And uh, just been an awesome kid. Uh, you know, um, he's actually getting recruited as a receiver uh, and, and D-back uh, at a line college, I believe. And, That's fantastic. And, uh, you know, they, they love him. And, and uh, you know, he's a 4.0 kid and, and does everything you ask him to do. And I think if I asked him if he could play guard, he'd do that. <laughs> and, Ricky, that, that's what I love about uh, high school athletics. These kids, they play for their teammates, uh, their family, yes, their community. If you tell a, a college quarterback that uh, he's not starting and moved to another position, he's transferring. He's out the door. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yes, a pro sir, guy, he's he yeah. the man in a pro. Uh, but, so that's one reason I've been covering high schools for 35 years and it's, enjoy it every week. Well, we appreciate you guys doing that, man. Our kids, our kids can do get the recognition they deserve without you guys. Well, good deal, Ricky. We appreciate you being on with us today. I know you got some preparation to do to get ready for Glenn Rose as they come in on <laughs> to Alumni Field. And uh, see, I'm trying to get Boonville and Charleston. Trying to get that matchup because I love when they play each other. I'm trying to get, hurry up, trying to hurry up to get to that. See, I'm, I'm, I'm rushing it. I, I know I'm rushing it. I'm rushing it. So, so coach, coach, thanks for being on with us today. Yes, Listen, sir. good luck to you guys. And uh, you know, you. hey. Go Tigers. There you go. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> All righty. All right. That thank was, you. That was Ricky May, the football coach at the Charleston Tigers, the Black and Gold Tigers. Ricky, and people who don't know me that well, I've got a, ta- a Tiger tattooed on my right arm. I don't want to know. Yes, sir. Where? Oh, on my right arm. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought you were going to say something else. No, all right, no. That's all right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, good football, Ricky, going on. Just because we don't have any 7-18s, Ricky, doesn't mean there's not good football going on. I know. Hey, I love our big school, but right now they've been overtaken and they got work to do, and and we're gonna go uh, where our where our teams are still in the playoffs, and that means me going to Paris, and I'll That's be glad right. to get there. That's right. So we got now in six A, Ricky. We got Greenwood, of course, still alive. They're gonna be hosting Marion, a team that beat Van Buren last week. Marion was a team. A little surprise. Little surprise. They were a team that that uh, benefited from a first round bye when Benton could not play in the first round. Mm-hmm. So Marion, and then Marion beat Van Buren last week, and now they get to make the long road trip up to Greenwood Friday. So Greenwood's still alive in the semifinals. The winner of that game goes to the championship game the following week down at War Memorial. So, Ricky, we're only two weeks away from potential championship games in 7A and in 6A. Now, in 7A, it's all central. It's all central. All central. And uh, we knew that was probably going to be uh, – you know, central heavy. We didn't know it'd be all four teams, yeah. um, but we knew it'd be central heavy, and uh, uh, that's the way it is. And so, uh, it, where the West dominated for about thirteen or fourteen straight years, that tide has turned. And you know what, Rick? I'm I'm happy to see that kind of happen a little bit because we need Central Arkansas to be good like they are. We need Northwest Arkansas to be good. You know, for our football at the highest level to be the best it can be. And so, that's- seven eight West has got some work to do. You said that. 
and uh, and and you got to get some of that pride back. But uh, I love to see the Little Rocks and the and the Bryants and those those teams doing well because the better those seven eight teams are, the better football is in our state. That's where the populated areas are, and you got to drag some recruits out of there. So, yes. So that's a good sign, even yes. though some people up here in the West kind of you know a little red faced a little bit, but uh, get better overall. Get, get better. better. Get, get, better. You get better. Get better. Get yep. better. So we got that going on. Seven A, six A, five A. Harrison Rick. I don't know if you saw this or not. Harrison, Cole Keelan, their quarterback, went down last week with an yeah. injury, and their backup quarterback also Steps. didn't play. So they brought a sophomore in, yep. their third string guy, who had been doing some wildcat or wild goblin or whatever formations <laughs> for him. All he did, Rick, was score three touchdowns, and Harrison's still alive. They beat Camden Fairview twenty-one fourteen. He scored a touchdown with twenty-one seconds left. Uh, Breck Jones is his name, and uh, I believe I got that right. Hopefully I got that right. And he uh, came in off the bench, and uh, the gap, the Goblins, they're still rolling. You know what? That's just a, a lesson for everybody. If you're in a uniform, you better be ready to go. You, you can't be over there uh, making googly eyes at the cheerleaders or sitting over there just looking at the birds or something. And this kid would come in there and, uh, and play as well as he yes, did. Yes, sir. Uh, that says a lot about his coaches, too. Having him ready. Having him ready. Well, and Greenwood did the same thing, Rick. L.D. Richmond, their starting quarterback at Greenwood, went down last week with a little injury, and uh, they brought in a, a, a Houston off the off the bench. Um, Hunter Houston came in, fired four touchdown passes. He's done this before, come yeah. off the bench. Yes, he well. has. Yes, he has. Just a sophomore, mm-hmm. and uh, he was in our River Valley report this week. Cassius Williamson did a River Valley mm-hmm. report on him, and he said, you know, L.D. Richmond has been his biggest – uh, supporter Support, yep. um, in practice to make sure that he's ready because Rick, you know Greenwood is football in Arkansas. I mean that that they it's they a football are football town. It's a football town. They have a song, song written about them. Yeah, Absolutely, that's what yeah. He wrote about, Jay yeah. Burgess, yes, yeah. Uh, and so um, you know they want to win. Ultimately, you know everybody wants to play on Friday night, but everybody wants to win. That's yep. what you know. And if you're not if you're not about the team and putting the team first. Football might not be your thing. You know, maybe you might need to turn your attention to an individual sport. But uh, L.D. Richmond was, was, you know, he said that this is what this is what Hunter said. It was that L.D. Richmond talks to him during practice. He makes sure they're both on the same page in case something happens. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, hey, how about this uh... – you're going to be at Shiloh Christian where yes, Malvern is coming in. It's going to be a good game, Rick. It's, it's going to be two very good quarterbacks in this game. Absolutely. Malvern, uh, for y- for y'all who don't know, man, they got one of the best reputations. That's where Madre Hill yes, played sir. at. That's where uh, Keith Trailer played at. He who did, played yep. in the NFL. So, so you know they're going to bring some athletes up there, I guarantee. But uh, Shiloh Christian, be ready. Man, they are impressive. Well, Cedric uh, Simmons is, the, is their quarterback. He brings in, uh, you know, about – 2,000 yards passing and about 800 rushing. Eli Wisdom over Shiloh Christian saw his stats today. He's a shade under 1,800 yards passing, over 1,000 yards rushing for Eli Wisdom. So sophomore. Sophomore. Both yeah. sophomores. Yeah. Both oh, quarterbacks both are sophomores. Okay. So should be a good game over there. Uh, should be a lot of points scored in that game. Maybe. Um, it could be like a – give me the sound effect, Rick, when the, they're back, bouncing back and forth, the pum pum thing that you do. Yeah, there you go. There like you fireworks. Go. Yeah, it'll be like fireworks. So that'll be a good one. 
Uh, Rick, I think we've got four teams in Class 4A still alive. We've got Shiloh Christian is still alive, Elkins still alive, Prairie Grove still alive, Ozark. and Ozark still alive. Yep. All four of those are still alive. In 3A, it's even better. you got Charleston and Boonville both alive, Greenland and Paris who play each other still alive, and the Lincoln the Wolves. Wolves. Yes, sir. Yeah, loving me some Lincoln Wolves, man. They've won four out of five, and I kind of forgot about them for a while, but, man, they, they've come on. Well, I saw really Rick in yeah. your story. They, they, apparently Tim Tebow's coming back and playing high school-level uh, football at Lincoln. they got a big old quarterback and now. And a big old boy. And a big old boy. Yeah, the coach told me, he said, man, he said, uh, um, when it's third and short, all we do is give him the ball, and he gets five yards leaning forward. Well, I mean, he does more than lean forward. What's I his name, Rick? I, I didn't get his name. Um, I <laughs> Our player, Wright, Levi yeah. Wright. Levi Wright. Yep. Now, what it reminded me of, he's not as big as the kid. Remember a few years ago, Rick Farmington made a run to the semifinals in Class 4A, this was before they went to 5A, and they had a quarterback that went about 260 pounds. And uh, Mike Adams looked at him and said, hmm, hmm. I think I'm going to let you take snaps and let you just absolutely wear the defense out. And they rode that all the way to the – to the semifinals. I, re I remember that Farmington had to go all over the state. Yeah. And while we kept picking them. I said, ah, they're not going to. And they and they did. They got to the semifinals. They I can't did. remember the kid's name, but, uh, yeah, he was a big old boy too. Yes, sir. So high school football, and, Rick, we, we mention this every week, you know, uh, you know, being alive and winning a state championship, Rick, could, just might come down to who's wearing a mask and who's avoiding crowds and who's keeping their circle tight. Absolutely. It might just come down to that. Yeah. Um, you know, a case of COVID uh, hitting the wrong player at the wrong time could could sink a team. Um, like, like the Razorbacks uh, this weekend against Missouri. Exactly, exactly. Game canceled, postponed, whatever. Exactly. Well, in high school football, there's no postponed. No. Yeah, we've talked about this. It. This is their one chance in high school football to get this done right now. No red get, shirts. No red shirts, no do-overs. So, folks, it's just that simple. It might just be that simple. That might be the most simple thing in winning a state championship is mask up, stay, avoid big crowds, and keep your circle as tight as you can keep it. That's, that's the best words of advice I can give you moving forward. So this week, Ricky, semifinals in 6A and 7A. Then the next weekend, champ championship games for those classes. Yep. Semifinals for the next level of classes. And then we have a – there's three weekends of championship games. Uh -huh. If we get that far and there's no – you know, cancellations. Yep. There's three weekends of championship games coming only on Saturdays. There'll be no Friday championship games this year. Okay. So there'll be two games on Saturday, the next week two on Saturday, the following week two on Saturday. So that will wrap up the high school football season on December the 19th. Fingers crossed. Games get played. We move forward. Kids make memories. Champions carry big trophies off the field. And, Rick, you, there's no price you can put on that. Uh, these kids, uh, you know – they deserve this. Uh, you know, they had to go through the Zoom. They didn't know they're going to play or not. And huh, I mean, we're, we're just you know praying and that they can go ahead and finish up this year and you know make some lifelong memories, bringing a trophy back home. So, uh, just like Chip said, do the right thing. Do it for them. Do it for the kids. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Rally the podcast. We'll be back next week and we'll talk about all of the things that happened on Friday night in our high school football playoffs. We will probably have a guest coach or two to come in. Hey, Ricky, we're, we're there. We, we've made it this far. Let's don't stop now. No stop now. Keep it rolling. Let's keep keep it, on trucking, baby. Keep on trucking, baby. Keep on trucking, baby. We're not putting the hammer down. We're just going to keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Listen, thanks for being with us, and we'll catch you next time on Prep Rally, the podcast. See you.
The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. 